This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Gooners all back again with you guys for another show for another episode of our Raw Reactions preview series where we look ahead to the next game, get our thoughts, predictions, lineups, etc. with the help of a couple of our members too. So let's crack on with it. I'm joined today by the Civil War brothers uh, this afternoon, uh, the Bellerin Cedric fan club. It's almost like, um, it's, what is it? In, you'll know, Kim. What is it in Romeo and Juliet where you've got uh, two houses <laughs> two, two <laughs> okay, at war? And what is this? Mont- Montagues and Capulets. Yeah. There Montagues, you go. Yeah. But this time we've got the Cedrigus and the <laughs> Bell. No, I'm not even going to try. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, how are we doing, Kieran? Are we well, mate? Are we good? Yeah, all good. Thank you for having me on again. Look good forward to get this, the base going. Yes, for sure. And Dan as well. Good to have you on as always, mate. Yeah, I'm all good. Thank you. Good stuff. Kieran and Dan are two of our expert members. They're in our Discord server and they get the chance to come on the show, as do all of our expert members and TGT ambassadors. So if you'd like to help support the channel, then hit that join button and you could be where these two guys are sitting. Um, we are obviously going to talk about the game. It's not going to focus around talking about <laughs> Cedric and Bellerin, which I know is tempting. We'll get on to those two in a little bit. Um, but Burnley, of course, did us over a little bit at the Emirates during that period of games in which we were utterly dreadful. Um, and we ended up kind of shooting ourselves in the foot quite literally in two senses by Xhaka getting himself sent off. Aubameyang decided to head the ball into his own net. Kian... It's a very different environment of the club now, though. Um, and the context is different for the game as we travel to Turf Moor, a ground that we've got a decent record at. And Burnley have also played in midweek, in which Arsenal have been able to get a unlikely and rare week's rest. So how are you feeling ahead of the game against the Clarets? I'm feeling good, to be honest. Um, and going by my team, I've kind of prioritised the Europa League on Thursday. 
because I think mm. that we should be able to get past these guys, um, Burnley, um, especially with the team that we put up against Leicester. All of us weren't happy going into that game, expecting us to get absolutely battered, especially after seven minutes. Um, but again, Arteta is doing something that we can really push for. Um, and he's getting the fans behind him again. I know there's one or two that are hoping for us to lose to put uh, on social media. But for me, I personally think that we're going in the right direction and we should we should be beating Burnley. Yes, I agree with you. Um, it's, we built up kind of this head of steam, a really good result against Leicester. The week's rest, I think, will do us really well. Dan, I'm interested to know what your thoughts are around kind of the, the week's rest because Kai Saka didn't play against Leicester and has now had more about 10 days off going to the, into this match. And it was vital that we gave him and other members of the squad a, a much-needed rest too. Yeah, it's strange. I actually really miss watching Arsenal. It's weird saying that. Uh, it's With Saka being rested, Aubameyang, I know, played the last 10 minutes, Partey as well. A lot of them were rested. And I feel if you were to rest them again for the the main game at Olympiacos, it might get them a bit off, off form or something. So I think they need to keep playing. Uh, I know we've got too many too many good players at, uh, in, attack, in an attacking sense. Mm. So it's picking the right ones and not overplaying some, but also not underplaying some. Because I think someone like Saka, he was taken out for the rest, but surely he has to come back. But then do you, it, it's a bit of a conundrum for Arteta. Yeah, it's a nice one though. Like It's nice yeah. to have a good selection dilemma on your hands because we've had selection issues where you're thinking, right, well, Lacazette and Aubameyang aren't scoring. I'm going to have to shoehorn Eddie and Ketia into the team. They're the types of decisions that you don't want to have to make. But when everyone is playing quite well, they're the types of situations that we will relish. Uh, the Real Janice, thank you so much for your super chat, mate. Says, Tom, you need to add another level of membership that allows wedding access. My invite's been lost. You can put me next to Mike. Joke, it's going to be a good show. Yeah, I, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's literally the worst thing I could possibly do, be invite any of the listeners to my wedding. It would be pretty, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I don't think I'd, the other half would turn up, to be honest, uh, being very honest with you. Uh, Juan says in the chat, Tom, I heard something about Tottenham's schedule being changed, but I don't understand. Can you explain? Yes, I can. So effectively, because Arsenal progressed into the round uh, of 16 along with Spurs, our games were originally scheduled to be played on the same night. So, both teams were set to have their second legs played at home, but because of the UEFA rules around sides within 50 kilometres of each other not being able to play on the same night as each other, it means that Spurs, because they are ranked lower than Arsenal in terms of their qualification, because Arsenal qualified through the FA Cup, which is considered a higher ranking than Spurs finishing in sixth or seventh or wherever it was, um, that they then get moved. Uh, so they will be playing their first leg against Dinamo uh away first uh sorry away second so they'll be playing at home in the first leg which is apparently considered an advantage for arsenal which i i don't buy too much into we were knocked out by olympiakos by having the home leg second so it can't be that much of an advantage anyway but that's effectively what it means so i hope that makes some sense uh, okay says tom i'm watching thierry Henry arsenal documentary oh my word we have fallen too far I'm suffering from heartbreak. Well, don't watch it, can I? <laughs> don't, don't, do, don't do yourself that hard. Um, 
we have obviously fallen quite a bit since then, and we are sitting in a position in the league table that needs to be kind of <laughs> changed. Um, but results are interesting because Leicester are dropping regular points. Aston Villa obviously lost against Sheffield United surprisingly last night, which I know people will say, oh, it's Aston Villa, but they've invested a lot of money recently and are pushing to be up amongst us. Everton have dropped points recently. It's There are games in which teams are dropping points, Kian, and I was having an interesting discussion with Drew about this in the sense that, weirdly, if you're sitting like seven, and we have been before, we've been seven or eight points off fourth in the past with this many games to go, but we've been in fifth or we've been in sixth. And weirdly, being in tenth is a strange kind of dilemma because you can switch it around and say, well, all the teams that are above us have got to actually play a lot of each other, which gives Arsenal a good opportunity to focus on themselves and just push their way gradually up the table. Do you think that there is an element of the table being a little bit kind of misleading at this stage? Yeah, definitely. Because if you think about it, our next few games, we have Spurs, we have West Ham. They're both ahead of us. If we beat them, that's two six-point swings. We can mm. move up the table perfectly there. You think about tonight, we have Liverpool and Chelsea. If that's a draw, again, that, that lifts us a little bit more. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely... Uh, we still have to play Chelsea as well. So thinking of all that, um, we we really do have a chance. We still have Liverpool as well. Um, I wouldn't write the league off completely, but again, Europa League is still our best chance. We have to win the Europa League for me. Um, and again, it is a trophy, which really does help. Um, if you think about like all the teams out there at the moment, no one's playing well, but no one's playing badly either. Anyone can beat anyone. So... Mm. Like and that proved it again last night with Sheffield United and with Aston Villa. It just proves how much Grealish is important for that Villa team because without him, they're not having the best run of form. No, as soon as our team lacks, obviously that key incisive talent. Like without Thomas Partey, we have looked pretty much the same side that we were last season. Whilst everyone around us has been able to upgrade and improve, Liverpool without Van Dijk, etc. Um, and unless you've got a squad with the level of Man City where you've got the quality and depth that they can lose Kevin De Bruyne and Ilkay Gundogan steps up to be the number 10 and be really good for them, um, it's you are going to suffer. And Arsenal have and, yeah. and other sides are starting to feel that too. And um, sorry, um, go on, Kim. Just, just in the la last podcast I was on, I said to you that I feel Leicester in trouble because they, they're not mm. the best for battle. Like they, they're, they're losing or drawing a lot of games again. Um, and before that game, they had Harry Barnes. Harry Barnes looks in doubt now to be playing for a while. And they're missing all their best players. So they could drop out of the top four very easily as well. They are a massive 13 points uh, at the moment ahead of Arsenal. But yeah. I see your point. If they do drop points and suddenly Arsenal start picking up, that gap does suddenly become a lot smaller. West Ham sitting in fourth, um, having played, I believe, a game, the same amount of games as us uh, on 45 points, which is eight points ahead of us. But as I said, we've been eight points off top four in previous seasons and closed that gap in the past. Arsenal do like a strong finish at times. Under Unai Emery, we certainly didn't um but it was obviously a strong end uh to the season domestically in a cup competition for arsenal last time out maybe they can do that in the europa league maybe it'll be in the league this time dan when you think about though with the europa league on thursday coming up against olympiacos how much do you think that is going to play into arteta's mind regarding team selection on saturday i don't actually think it will i think mainly because we've had that week re week's rest already and a saturday afternoon going into a a Thursday night kickoff is quite a lot of time still. And I still think you could 
easily play the same team. And then, yes, you've got Spurs and then you've got Olympiacos again. But I don't think it will take in too much into account. I just think we've got to play the best players. We need to win this game. Like, mm. we can't just give up on the Premier League. Like, like Ian and you said, we're eight points off. It's not too far. I always kind of compare it to the Championship. And that you, a lot of the time, the team that ends up at sixth place is 12th right now. And they just hit the yeah. form, go on a, a few games, win them unbeaten, and all of a sudden they're sixth. We could do the same. You, you never know. So I think we've just got to go and put out our best team, beat Burnley, and move on. It's interesting in the chat, Hein says, when Kian does not talk about Bellerin, he is objective and makes all the sense. I agree with him on this one. <laughs> so there you go. Just keep Bellerin out of the conversation and you fight. Um, Steve Stone says, a week on the training ground uninterrupted. I'm really looking forward to see if there are any improvements. And he followed that up with joining us as a member. So I really appreciate that, Steve, for the support. And uh, I hope you enjoy the exclusive extras that you get by becoming a member. Um Pedro says, I think the league will be chaotic in the last couple of weeks as teams play their games in hand and the results, if those can move a team four or five places up or down the league in the final placings. It's just so tight right now. As we said, we're eight points off fourth and there, and we're, we're sitting in 10th uh, in the table. And you look at Aston Villa are two points ahead and Spurs are two points ahead. They've both got a game in hand. Uh, Spurs play Fulham, I think it is tonight, so we can probably expect them to, to you'd think, to beat Fulham. But Fulham have obviously drawn already uh, against Spurs this season. Everton are sitting six points ahead of us with a game in hand. So are Liverpool, but without that game in hand. And it's amazing how the champions are just six points ahead of us and we're looking at ourselves having one of the worst, most arguably sackable seasons uh, so far. Um, as Kian said at the start of the show, I genuinely believe the table is a little bit misleading and it's being used as kind of a big stick to beat the coach with. But in the context of the season and the context of where other teams are and how far away we are from our target, it's not anywhere near as as bad as, as what people want to make out. Let's go on to our lineups then. Uh, Dan, I believe you are first because uh, I'm, I'm building up to kids. <laughs> um, so talk me through your selections, mate, because there's an interesting pick of Willian sitting in that team. Uh, Leno, self-explanatory. Cedric, um, I'll go into that maybe later. Uh, <laughs> David Luiz and Pablo Mari. I thought they played very well against Leicester. Yeah, Mari, the, a bit of a hiccup at the beginning, but throughout the game, they kept Bardi quiet. I'm not sure. Do you know what's going on with Gabriel? Was he injured? I'm not oh, sure he about that. Recovered. He basically didn't recover in time from the Leicester game. He's not injured, so he will be available for us as far as I'm aware. So maybe you put him in for Mary, but I'm happy with Mary. I I, I, I hate this whole conversation, who's better, Mary, Gabriel. I think we should just enjoy having two good left-footed centre-backs yeah. and just see what happens. David Luiz, yeah, um, bit of bit of creativity from the back, a bit of leadership. We've got a goal as well, so it's always good. Keep him in. Tierney, yeah, obviously. Partey, Xhaka. Uh, I was tempted to put Ceballos in. I, I know Ceballos mm. with that few mistakes he made in the, in the Europa League. And you kind of want his form to get back. Because I think if he doesn't play now for quite a bit, he'll lose a lot of... Uh, what's the word? He'll lose a bit of confidence. So yeah. maybe you have to bring him back. But saying that, Xhaka looks a decent player next to Partey. Even when Partey came on against Leicester, I could just see the how much Xhaka improved 
So I like that. Smithro looks like he's injured, I think. And even if he wasn't, I think Odegaard, I like him there. And yeah, I'm happy with Odegaard. Really happy. And in fact, I, I was looking on the Discord server, a lot of people were thinking, mm. do we sign a war in the summer or Odegaard or Bendia? I know it's early doors, but I really like what I'm seeing from Odegaard. And soon enough, he'll get a goal or an assist. And I really like him. So having there, Saka needs to come back for me. He's He has carried our team, essentially. He's been our best player this season. I think if you were not to play him again, then it would maybe... I, I wouldn't say it would get his confidence down, mm. but he's 19, he does need to keep playing, especially when he's playing so well. Aubameyang, it's either him or Lacazette. And Aubameyang loves a goal against Burnley. I know he loves a, a known goal as well. <laughs> but it, I was looking at just recent results against Burnley. I know the last two, we didn't win. Everyone before, he's scoring goals, he's scoring braces. And again, he didn't play the last game, came on. And so I think he has to play and get him back to full match kind of fitness with the Olympiacos game coming up. And then, yeah, I decided to go to Willian. Uh, it, difficult one because <laughs> where, where, when he came on against Benfica, I was in the same boat as everywhere as, as everyone. What, you know, why on earth aren't you bringing on Pepe? Where's Martinelli? But he did a job. He got the assist and he... And it, and then when I was kind of going into what, what I'd like my lineup to be against Leicester, I actually said on the Discord server, you know what, I'd be quite happy to see William. He, I think he deserves his chance finally. Yeah. And everyone, no, no, surely not. He's, <laughs> he's rubbish. No. Uh, and he, again, yeah, he, he was maybe him mm. or Pepe. One of them was my man of the match. Yeah. I think he deserves it again. And yeah, yeah where's Pepe? Because he arguably maybe had a better game. That was just a decision. It was either him or Pepe and... I've gone for William. That's all. Fair enough. Right. You've waited long enough. Uh, <laughs> here is oh, God. Bree, <laughs> before people start typing, hear me out, okay? Um, Leno, self-explanatory. Leno, and f- first of all, happy birthday to Leno. It's his birthday mm. today. Um, then mid er, in centre racks. I went Gabriel. He's now 46, Holding. by the way, from the way people reacted to his age on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Gabriel and Holding, uh, Gabriel needs to start playing again for me. So this is the perfect game. Um, he's a big boy. Uh, he will come up against the big boys in, uh, Burnley's attack. So I think he's definitely won. Holding, um, he needs to start playing again for me. Uh, David Luiz, uh, I want to keep him for, uh, the Olympia cost game. Uh, Tierney, he's our only choice at left back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, and he's absolutely incredible. And the one you've all been waiting for, Hector Bellerin. Right, hear me out. Cedric definitely is playing better form, and that is why he's not in my team for Burnley. I'd much rather him in for the Olympiacos game and absolutely batter them on Thursday so that we can go into the game against Spurs um, with our full squad, our full starting eleven, and then played easy again where Bellerin can play against Olympiacos in the second leg so that we can just get her over the line. Um Sabayas and Parte, I know you don't see Xhaka. Um but for some reason I feel like if a, a player got a red card against the team previously, gosh or Arteta doesn't seem to play them. So that's why I went with Sabayas and Parte. Um Sabayas again it's 
it's Burnley. He's very quick on the ball. Um, I think he's very good. Uh, and Burnley suits him. I think Burnley was the team last year when he got those two assists and he made his breakout game for Arsenal. So I think him with Odegaard could be very good. Again, we saw what they're what mm-hmm. they're like together. With Smith Rowe injured as well, what looks to be an injury, um, Odegaard has to play. Lacazette, I left Aubameyang out again to batter Olympiacos. He's he's been waiting for this. This is the moment he wanted. So let's let's let him loose at on Thursday. Uh, Pepe, I would play on the left. Sorry, um, I'd, I'd have him on the left with Tierney. Oh, see. Well, I, you, you can blame me, but that's where you put him in your prediction. <laughs> sorry, sorry, yeah. I, meant, I meant to put him on the left um, because with Tierney, he will suit better. And Martinelli's a workhorse, so he'd accommodate for Bellerin and the way everyone hates Bellerin at the moment. Uh, he'll, he'll track back, he'll work hard, and he does deserve his minutes. Um, so, yeah, that's the reasoning for my team. I didn't do it because of... Uh, on form, I did it. We should be beating Burnley regardless who's on the pitch. And I want to batter Olympiacos to go to have a full, full team against Spurs and rest a few players in the second leg. Fair enough. You've explained it in the chat box. I mean, Janice says, Fair enough, Kian. You've explained uh, your decision behind uh, Bellerin being there. I, I, I understand the theory. Obviously, rest one, play the other against the guys i just think that because we've had a week off like we can play cedric in in both um we don't have yeah. to necessarily i i think that bellerin's gonna probably start um in the game not down to rotation purely because i just have a feeling that arteta just likes bellerin more than cedric at the moment and he feels that we with these kind of rumors flying about that apparently he's been given one more season before we look to move him on i feel like he's playing him um for whatever reason is still behind that um but yeah, anyway, let me get on to mine. Because um, I've I've gone with Willian too, Dad. But I've, I've put him in there. Um, I have my reasons. A lot of people turn around and say, where's Pepe? That's the instant reaction, obviously, because we have a lot of options in the front line now and a lot of selection kind of dilemma. The reason why I've picked Willian is because coming off the back of a really good performance against Leicester, I kind of want to see that continue. We've invested in this guy. We're paying him a lot of money. I feel like just because we put a good performance in, don't sack him off just straight away. See if he can continue that form um, against Burnley. I think it's a good side for him to play against. He's going to be up against Matt Lodes on that left-hand side where he can get be a bit tricky and cut inside. And if he can have a similar game, I'm absolutely fine with that. If Pepe starts, it's not me saying I'd be annoyed if Pepe started. It's just me saying I think that Willian should play. And Saka comes in. If, if Saka comes in, Saka has to be back on the right-hand side. And I'd love, if we've seen now how well Cedric and Pepe have combined, I'd love to see how well Cedric and Saka can combine as well on that right-hand side. I've continued with Xhaka. Um, I just think he's a consistent pick. He has played, I think, something like 12 games in a row now or something ridiculous So from the beginning and not being substituted. So it's he is in due with kind of a rest, but arguably he's had that with this week off. Um, I went for Marie and Louise as well as down at the back. Again, if it ain't broke, don't fix it sort of thing. Just continue with that pair. It's quite good. They're both experienced. They are our two most experienced now, I think, centre-backs in the team. So I'm absolutely fine with them being there. Tierney and Leno are, and Partey are self-explanatory. I'm a little worried about Erdogan not now being able to be rotated with Smith-Rowe, with Smith-Rowe's injury. That does concern me a little bit. And if Erdogan gets injured, where does that leave us? What players can we play? Arguably, you could put maybe Ceballos 
as a, an advanced sort of number eight there, or you can move Saka there and put Pepe, or you could put Willian there. Um, there are options, but it does worry me the lack of depth, Oliver, already without Smith Rowe. But I'm, as far as I'm aware, Smith Rowe's injury is not serious. It's just the reoccurrence of that hip problem that's kept him out for a little bit, and it should be weeks rather than months. Um, that's kind of um, lineup predictions as it goes. Um, can, oh, go on, Dan, sorry. I was just going to say, did you just copy and paste my team? Is it exactly <laughs> the same? Yeah. It is exactly it, the same, isn't it? it? What's crazy is that Kian has, <laughs> yeah. we've got four of the same players, which just kind of shows the depth that we have. Because if your team came, apart from Bellerin, I'd be happy with the rest of the squad. Yeah. So yeah. It, it kind of shows the amount of players we've got and the amount. Yeah, because Martinelli, I'd love to see him, but I just don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I don't want to touch on that quickly because I think there's a lot of people that are worried about Martinelli. I'm not worried about Martinelli not playing. I, th I think that I actually, I don't want to use this word and suddenly be like pinned as the guy who thinks that Martinelli's overrated because I think the word overrated in itself is an annoying word. But I do feel like people believe him to be a hell of a lot better than he actually is for a 19-year-old already. He's not, if you think he's the same age as Bakayo Saka, but he isn't on the same level as Bakayo Saka at this moment in time. He's just not. He is a player that a lot of people like because of the energy and the tenacity that he gives you. And that style in a player can be a little bit deceiving. The same as I feel with Matteo Genduzzi is a player that runs about the pitch like a headless chicken. And some people can perceive that to be him putting 110% effort in. I'm not the biggest fan of Genduzzi for a number of reasons. I am a big fan of Martinelli. I think he does have the output. I think he can add elements of more aerial threat than maybe we, we do have. I love the way he presses the back line and wins the ball back. He drops on his back and defends. But he hasn't. He came on against Benfica in the first leg and, and barely kind of showed anything. He wasn't even pressing like he was previously either. He didn't have an amazing first half against Man United when he was brought off at halftime either. I don't think anyone should worry. This is not a big session to bash Martinelli. It's about thinking about a 19-year-old kid that just needs to be managed in the right way from a really long-term injury. Kian, do you want to give me your thoughts on, on Martinelli? Um, I just think when it comes to Martinelli, play him in the games that we should be winning anyway, regardless. Um, he's definitely a player that before any of us Arsenal fans were talking about Saka, everyone was on about Martinelli. Um, he scored 10 goals in his first season. He was really going really really well all the managers Jurgen Klopp Pep Guardiola they were all talking about how good he was for me I think he deserves minutes in that sense because okay he had a very bad injury um I can preach for that but I think that he really needs to just knuckle down like if he's that good in training then he deserves minutes even if it's the Europa League like if if it's Burnley come on like if we didn't have a bad run, we'd be saying, oh, yeah, we're, we're smashing Burnley. We're, we're mm. like, and with how slow of play Burnley are, Martinelli can really get at them. So I think this game's perfect for him. Um, I, I don't agree with people saying that he's going to be leaving because of lack of time. Uh, yeah. Gav, Mikel Arteta really, really rates him. So I don't, I'm not worried that he's going to leave. But definitely, I am worried that he's not getting on the pitch as for the smaller games. 
I think that there's people that are concerned that he will leave because he's not getting picked, and that immediately makes them go, oh, crap, we've got to play him because he's, otherwise he's going to go. He's got. He's just literally signed a new long-term contract at the club. Yeah. It's not something that we need to worry about right now, and we have a lot of options ahead of him still. I'm, I, I say that, and people go, what, so you think Willian is better than Martinelli? Well, well, kind of right now, I do. Yeah, he's, he's, you basically, yeah. you're only as good as your last game. Willian has been better than Martinelli over the last game. Someone go, well, he's not been given a chance. Right, he's not been given a chance, but he's coming back from a really long-term injury. I'm sure that he will eventually move above players in the pecking order into the first team. He could even be transferred into more of a, a striking position in the team. We're going to likely lose Nketiah and Balogun in the summer. Lacazette could be off as well. I expect us to go out and bring someone in, but Martinelli can play in either a central or a wide position. So, I have absolutely no concerns about him at this stage. If we're a year or two down the line and he's barely playing anymore, then maybe we can have a discussion. But right now, two months after the manager came out in the press and utterly just praised the guy to the hill, I don't think we need to worry about him whatsoever. Yeah. Janice in the chat says, now Martinelli will get his time. Uh, it's hard to be patient because he looks so good when he plays. Zamir says, Martinelli will be ineffective if he plays ahead of Hellerin on that side. Uh, Daryl says, I don't think Martinelli will start another game this season. I'm not so sure uh, about that. I feel like the Olympiacos games, depending on what happens in the first leg, could be interesting. Uh, Ingar says, Martinelli was the player of the month in January 2020 and got benched into Olympiacos by Arteta. Again, there was injuries behind that as to why, and there was fitness issues and, and concerns about him. That's why he was obviously taken out of that that team. Uh, Pedro says Martinelli needs to be picked to play against particular tactics. He's got nowhere near, he had, sorry, he's got nowhere to run in against a low block, but against the team we can counter-attack, I'd play him all day long. He did really well when he came back against Man City in the quarterfinal of the League Cup in that game where he obviously set up Lacazette with that cross. Certain games suit him. I, I'm not a big fan of playing him against sides that are going to sit back and defend because I don't think he's got necessarily the capabilities to, to break teams down. He has got the ability to run in behind, but we've got quite a lot of that already with, with arguably yeah. better players right now. We will move now on to predictions. So if you've got any predictions uh, for the game on Saturday, please make sure you throw them into the chat box and we'll run through as many of them as feasibly possible. Uh, Kian, what are you going for, mate? I'm going for a big and bold 3-0. 3-0? Uh, Who's going to score? Bellerin? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I'm going to fancy Odegaard to get his first. Um Aubameyang if he plays obviously and I'm going to go it's completely against my lineup, but Saka if he plays because realistically he will Dan I'm going to go bigger and bolder 5-0 wow <laughs> I, 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 think, I think what Spurs could do against Burnley we need to do better so if they got yeah. 4 I want 5 I feel uh, I feel like though that Burnley thought they might be able to get something against Spurs and they came out. I feel like after getting a point against Leicester in midweek, uh, they're going to sit. They're going to sit so much. Le Leicester were dreadful. I was watching that game; they, they were, were awful. And they, yeah. uh, fair enough, they didn't have any of the best players. But yeah. I, I just feel like we're going to really go for it. And in terms of who's going to score, I think Arba will get a couple. Saka will probably get one. Yeah, I fancy an Odegaard to get his first goal and then. Something like a Cedric Screamer would be nice. <laughs> yeah. That's a TG2 prediction. Um, Manu says in the chat, 3-1 Arsenal. Ingar says 3-1 Arsenal. Aubameyang, Saka and Gabriel to score. Ray Anderson says 3-1 Arsenal. Pedro says 3-1 Arsenal. Marie 
uh, headed first goals. Amir says, to balance this positivity, I'm going to go for 1-1 with a Xhaka red card and a Pepe goal. It's almost like thinking back to that Wolves game where Pepe scored and Louise got sent off. Greg says, uh, 4-1 to the... I'm assuming that's to the Arsenal. Of course, we are playing away from home uh, in the game. I'm personally going to go for... I'm nowhere near as as <laughs> out there as you are down on this one. I really am not. Uh, I'm going to go for a 2-0. I feel like it might take us a bit to score the first because Burnley are going to defend. And once we've got that first, Burnley might come out and then we can hit them uh, in the spaces that they create for themselves, basically. So I'm going to go for a 2-0. I'd love a Cedric Screamer. Um, but I'd love to see a Willian goal. I'd love to see Willian get his first goal for, for Arsenal and get one of those bloody shots on target for once. would be absolutely great. Um, Matthew Hudson says 2-0 Arsenal Ingar says 8-0 Burnley Bellerin own goal screamers <laughs> <laughs> Deary me Deary me uh, Ray Anderson says Pepe score against Burnley in his... he did, did he score against Burnley? In the... No of course he didn't because no. we lost 1-0 the only one yeah yeah, it was a Bamian scoring the own goal. That was it. Um, Josh R says, afternoon, fellas. Tom, I couldn't get to verify my account on the Discord. It, it said on the Discord that you've joined, Josh R. I, I saw it. So you de- I don't know what's happened there. You might have to create a new account or something and, and, and join for a new link or something like that. Uh, Daryl says, 2-0 Arsenal, Bamian with both, and Saka to get the assists as well. That is going to round off today's show. If you could leave your predictions, if you're watching on playback in the comment section as well. And thank you for all the support on the shows we've done this week. Thank you, Kian, much appreciate your time, mate. Thank you very much. Uh, good to be back on. Always, Thanks, mate. For the brilliant deb- the debate. <laughs> As always. <laughs> oh, dear me. Kept him apart. We did quite well there, to be fair. And Dan, thank you so much. As always, mate. Yeah, thanks for having me on. It's always great to be on. And yeah, uh, hopefully, we, hopefully we've been... Dan and Kian are, of course, two of our expert members. That's why they get the chance to come on the show. So if you'd like the opportunity to as well, join up as an expert member, get access to the Discord server, exclusive content, and the fun emojis in the chat. So when we win, you can spam it, a load of flying fish. Um, But other than that, it's been an absolute pleasure as always. We'll see you again very, very soon. And as always, up the arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.